everybody, just uh, calm down, calm down just a little bit. Uh, no, 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 please, please. Uh, greetings, everyone. Uh, you've uh, you've reached our weekly edition. This is uh, Barry Alexander, and then my good colleague, Harry Spiritus. Harry, good to uh, good to see you. And Barry, uh, it's always good to see you, my friend. And you're wearing a Browns T-shirt, oh, Cleveland Browns, man. Well, Look at you. Look at you. The only NFL team to be named after the former head coach, Cleveland Browns. Oh, very, very interesting. I did not know that fact. I feel like a traitor a little bit since I was uh, born in Washington, D.C. Well, actually, uh, Alexandria. But since I cannot say the name of my former team, at least the Browns have kept their name. Well, they've kept their name. And, you know, it's it, it's a good team. It's a good club, man. Yeah. You know? Yes, Even though they lose to Pittsburgh all the time, it's a good Oh, call. come on. Harry, uh, I, it's been suggested that perhaps the name of the program be changed. Are you aware of this? Have you heard this rumor? I'm not only aware of it, I support it 100%. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm all in favor of changing the name of the program. Sinead. Our producer is also all in favor of changing the name of the program. Would you would you care to tell our guest exactly what that uh, new name would uh, would be? Well, I thought it was Ducks and Trucks. But yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Right. Or no, is it? I think it's Trucks and Ducks, not Ducks and Trucks. I think that's the way it goes. You know, and, and since we're talking about that, most people don't know this and maybe they missed this last week. Harry, in his infinite wisdom, was driving into the garage and decided to swipe the concrete pole coming into the garage. And, and practically the truck. Well, let me just say, it wasn't my fault. It was Lindsay Newman's fault for making me come in for that picture. I told you this last week. Oh. Okay? I had to come in for a oh. new firm picture. And, and the thing is, the old firm picture no. where, where I actually had salt and pepper hair instead of just salt was fine. You know, that poor concrete, that poor concrete. <clears throat> For those of you also today, I know you today, normally I normally I do this from the office, but today I'm actually at home and I wish you could see it because apparently people doubt that I am raising ducks. And I wish I could just turn the camera and you could actually see in the pond, they're, they're swimming. We have 12 of them. Sometimes we have 13. It depends. What I see, I see a lot of like, spots on your deck that no, must be from the deck. ducks right we, we move the decks the ducks from the deck say that real real fast decks from ducks ducks from deck okay folks well uh thank you at this point in time they actually want to know apparently harry exactly what is going on in washington dc and will it all be wrapped up by next friday well, you want to know and i think everybody wants to know what exactly is going on in washington dc i I am not hopeful at all that anything is going to get done by next Friday. Uh, I think um, we all saw that the president of the United States came to the to Capitol, Capitol Hill at the end of the week uh, to push for a reconciliation package, uh, came with a framework. Um, the framework is not, um, is not necessarily agreed to. It's a framework. Uh, but really, that was designed to... Um, get that infrastructure bill off the dime. Uh, the speaker scheduled an infrastructure vote and then delayed it. 
uh, because the votes just aren't there. So uh, things are things are a little a little tough. Let me just say, I mean, if I if I were advising the president, I would tell the president, Harry, Harry, seriously, if you were to ever advise the president, I, I the the nuclear football would be in trouble. Well, many, many, many well, things. In this what I would advise the president to do is stay away from Capitol Hill. I mean, here's the thing. You know, if if you're going to go up there to be a marriage counselor, both parties and 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 granted, this is a marriage counselor within the caucus, not not with Republicans. Republicans are not involved in this debate. But you know, both parties want something to happen for marriage counseling to work. Both parties want to make it work, and the and the and the marriage counselor can't have a vested interest in it either. Um, So. This is just not, it, it, it's, it, you don't have parties that are agreeing right now. That's the problem. They're not in the same place. And um, I think it's going to take a little longer. Now, I'm hearing that um, it might be by Thanksgiving that something actually breaks loose and happens. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm more of, of the opinion that it's going to happen um in December. But can I let me just say one more thing too. Um, you know, this ticking do- time bomb of the debt ceiling is 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 there, but they need to also uh reauthorize the highway funds. If they don't reauthorize the highway funds, we're gonna run out of money sooner than the December um than the December debt ceiling uh uh deadline. So the Democrats really really need to get something done here um, to, to at least give them more time. You know, I just, I just want to go out there and I, I, you know, I just, I don't want to say that I foresaw it, but the dental and the optometry pieces of the Medicare package are gone from yesterday's release from the reconciliation bill, which I really appreciate. What everybody doesn't know is that uh, Harry and the entire policy group uh, sends me every single piece of legislation and I actually have to read it before we hop on these calls. But I noticed I noticed that uh, that's gone and I thought that was gonna be the case. And I mean, I don't uh, necessarily want to, uh, you know, you know, beat my own horn, but I said that Harry. Uh, and Sinead's on the call too. And, and Sinead, if I need you to, I want you to go back. I want you to rewind it from the last podcast. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. She's shaking her head. Now, here's the other thing, Harry, that is gone is drug pricing reform from the reconciliation bill. Do I do I read that correct? Indeed you do. Indeed so, you do. So is that... <clears throat> I mean, we sit here right now, that was going to be huge pieces of the reconciliation bill, probably the most fundamental changes in the Medicare program since the Part D drug benefit was added, uh, significant expansion. So I got to just put this out there. Is that at this point in time gone off the table for 2021 or is this? No, 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 no. Nothing is agreed to it. Now, let me let me just say, you know, right now this is a framework. There's still nothing agreed to. So 
um, the progressives in the caucus, Bernie Sanders and, and, and others, still want to see full-scale Medicare expansion. So I, we're, not, we're not necessarily, I mean, we just have one piece of it currently in this framework or outline, but we're, we're not... We're not in a, we're not necessarily at an agreement yet. That's the thing that's so difficult for people like me sitting on a pond with my ducks swimming behind me, trying to figure out exactly what the latest and greatest is. I mean, just just yesterday we get the reconciliation bill language, and we find these pieces are gone. And then when I listen to you from someone sitting inside the Beltway, who then occasionally runs into concrete columns when he drives downtown. You're basically saying everything you sent me last night to read, I might be starting all over again. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You might be starting all over again. So you basically just wasted an hour or two of my time last night while I read it all over again. It's what I live for. Mm, obviously, clearly. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for dragging me through your pain. I, uh, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Oh. I'm happy to do it. I will tell you, I did read through the um, hearing aid benefit, and this has been in the legislation, and I, I dove into it a little bit more. And for those of you who've been following, it is still a remarkable addition to the Medicare program for those of us with parents uh, that can't hear and colleagues that apparently can't hear. Um, but by the way, if I could just go off for you know just a quick second here. Years ago, my 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 daughter just could not seem uh, to hear anything. Do you, does anybody have any kids like that? No matter what you say, you know it's like, what did you say? So I took her to the audiologist. They tested her hearing in the box. Have you ever, have you ever seen those? They're like these soundproof boxes they go in. It's like, yep, yep. They test like all those sounds. So after the whole test is done, we go into the uh, to the room. The doctor walks on in and he says, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you. Your daughter's hearing is great. She just doesn't listen. Which we know. Well, I mean, don't we all experience that? And, and look, Sinead, Sinead just had her baby on just now. And Sinead, this is what's coming. I'm just telling you right now, it's 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 coming. Yeah, be prepared. You 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 think now they're little. Sooner or later, they they start changing. You know, they go to the bathroom by themselves. And next thing you know, they're like mine, six foot five. <clears throat> Anyways, the hearing aid. The hearing aid benefit is very interesting because two pieces of it. I mean, one is the fact that the hearing aids are going to be available once every five years. If I can get my parents to actually make it through two and a half years, that will be remarkable, but once every five years. But something else that I noticed, and I think, Harry, this is about the third time, of course, now that I say third time, somebody is going to send in a notice and said, no, Barry, there was this other time where the program is implementing or proposing or Congress, I guess you could say, a competitive acquisition program. And in my in my data bank memory, Harry, no. Well, yeah. it's it's okay. 
there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, um, if the hearing aids are prescribed by a audiologist, hearing aid specialist, et cetera, it's not, it, it, it would be exempt from competitive bidding. Right. I saw that. So if they're doing it basically in their office, it's exempt. But, but otherwise, it falls into a competitive bidding approach, competitive acquisition. And there, there's been two other instances, one in the DME post, durable medical equipment and prosthetic and orthotic and supplies benefit. Everybody has to say that with me, DME post benefit. That took a long time to get off the ground, the competitive bidding program. The other was the movement from drugs. Uh, for those of you who remember for Part B drugs that are paid based upon the average sales price, 106% of ASP. There was also an option for competitive acquisition of drugs that that never got off the ground. But this is, this is unique but it does carve out, I'm glad you pointed that out, it does carve out professional services, audiologists to provide hearing aids. And that is, you know, really the common practice here. So it looks like the legislation to the extent it goes through uh, is gonna be a significant benefit uh, for, for many seniors. Yes? Agreed, no? agreed, yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, the 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 interesting thing about this bill, um, by and large, uh, they brought down the price, right? They 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 it, we're, we're went from three point five trillion to one point nine trillion, I think, or somewhere between like one point seven and one point nine trillion. Um, but but again, we've talked about this on previous episodes. I'm going to say it again: a lot of budget gimmicks, a lot of uh, sunsetting of programs in two years or in or in four years, but. This is all designed because it's going to be very difficult. Once a benefit is given, it's very difficult to take it away. So, um, you know, it, it will it will be on the, uh, another Congress to keep extending the benefits. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so basically, and this is this is the way it works. Before is you 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 get the benefit on the dance floor, you fund it for a limited period of time. And then you got to go back and you have to reauthorize it. But, you know, Harry, what I've seen is a practical matter is once the benefit is on the dance floor, it's very difficult to take the music away. Well, it's, yeah. It's, and and I, I, from what I understand, Barry, once you're on the dance floor, it's very hard to get you. Oh, on the dance floor. But um, there are none of those pictures left anymore. I just want to be I just want to well, be clear. I think Sinead has a couple of the pictures. So. Uh, well, we're going to post the ducks, but uh, Sinead, none of those, none of those uh, dancing bear uh, photographs, uh, please. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is. It's difficult to take it away. Very yeah. difficult to take it away. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> I'm curious because this week it was reported. You mentioned President Biden going up on the hill. And at least what I have heard and read is that there was quite a strong pitch uh, by the president on the legislation and quote unquote, now I'm paraphrasing, but I'm curious what you heard that the presidency, that his presidency in some way, shape or form could depend upon the success of this legislation. I mean, can you, can you, can you say exactly what you know was said from the the microphone that you had in the wall I, there. I don't. I don't look. I don't know exactly what was said in the caucus room. Um, 
I, I, I can tell you that it, these artificial deadlines that the president keeps coming up with and that the Congress keeps coming up with are not, I don't see them as being helpful. Uh, I actually see them as being, um, you know, it's just one more deadline that you reach and you don't, you don't make, and then you kind of get pinged for that. Right. Like, because you didn't hit right. your deadline, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with a client, right? If you don't hit your client's deadline, you're going to, you're going to hear it. Um, so these artificial deadlines, I don't think are helping at all moving forward. And that's what's I, happening. Either side of the equation. Hmm. You know, so what happens this is going to be, we're going to have some folks talk about this, but what happens if this doesn't happen? Like this, this gets well, kicked to next year. Is that possible for the reconciliation side or, or I'm, I'm of, well, see, I'm of the opinion, something will happen. I think eventually something is going to happen. The, the, the issue for me is the timing. When, when will it happen? And, you know, Joe Manchin, the senator from, from West Virginia, um, had been extremely vocal that this legislation wait until 2022. So he's not necessarily in any hurry, at least I don't think he is, to, to, to move anything. The other thing I, I want to say, too, is this framework um, and, and the, the legislative uh, language that the House produced um, on Friday, Friday or Thursday, uh, everything's running together. I mean, I guess today is Friday, so it was yesterday, Thursday. Um, let me just say on that, Republican senators are saying already that there are so many violations to what's called the Bird Rule that that legislation, as written right now, will not will not hit sixty vote thresholds. Um, to to be able to get it over the hump. So the Senate is going to have to come up with its own language at some point. You mean you mean their own version of the reconciliation? Yes, sir. We've already we've already got general bipartisan agreement pretty broadly on the infrastructure bill. The infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill was passed with 12 Republican senators. Um, and in the House, it's waiting for a vote. Now, I can tell you that in the House, what the Republicans have been told in the House is wait until Speaker Pelosi gets up to 218 in her own caucus before you vote for the bill. Right. That's and that's a problem because they're not right now. They're not getting a 218 in their own caucus at this moment. If you had if you had to pull a number out of a hat, where do you think that would be? I, I just don't, Barry, I just don't know. Jaya Paul, um, who is the congresswoman from Washington State, um, claims that there is about 100 votes that she has going against that bipartisan infrastructure bill. She's a progressive going against that bipartisan infrastructure bill. If it's not tied to the reconciliation package. Mm -mm -mm. Right. And, and one of the things that the president tried to do when he was up on the Hill before he left to go overseas was the, the, the goal was to get that bipartisan infrastructure bill moved in the House. 
It didn't happen. No, it didn't. It didn't. Well, like with every week over the last couple of weeks, it's just been, you know, follow the bouncing ball. Like every time you you think you might have a direction, it goes a different direction. And I'm not sure we're any closer than we were six weeks ago, Harry. No, I, I, I think, I mean, the, the leaders in the Democratic caucus will say that 90% of the bill is agreed to, or 95% of the bill is agreed to. But, you know, I mean, it's always hard to get that last 5% done. That's, that's the real meaty stuff, right? So it's going to take, it's going to take some more time. And I, I'm, I'm thinking that by, you know, by Thanksgiving or even by December, we, we might see something. I'm being, I'm being optimistic. Um, I know, but we might see something. <clears throat> Could be snow in Washington, D.C. as well, just to put that out there. For Indeed. The holidays. So um, uh, uh, Sinead had some exciting news for us as, uh, as, as well. Uh, Sinead, what are the, uh, the latest uh, stats? What did we have, 10 people uh, listening last week? Or are we up to 12? 15, Barry. We've got 15, 15. listeners. No, I, uh, joking aside, we had one of our best podcast uh, views last week when with Lindsay Ryan as our guest and Ducks and Chucks. So we, we almost got to 1,000 folks listening in. Thousand, but here's the big question. Okay, how many questions have been submitted thus far? Uh, zero. zero. No uh. Well, you know, look, it, the, the baby steps, Barry. Baby steps, right? You know, it's kind of good, you know, that we're not getting any questions, Harry, because that so, means so good. Yeah, exactly. I know. We're they so good. Everything. Uh, That's, I, I was thinking the same thing. We're already explaining it. You know, it's funny. I have a very close friend of mine who uh, has listened to our broadcast. He is a Hollywood guy. Uh, he has actually directed uh, television shows that you have watched, like The Office, uh, Superstore, uh, and others. Very, very close friend. Um, and when I say really close friend, we went to college together. We, we're still in touch. We talk all the time. Anyway, he said to me, that the, the the show is is entertaining, but what he likes the most about it is that we distill it down so that somebody like him, who's not involved in this world, can understand what it is that we're talking about. And I told him he's exactly the person I, I had in mind when I was dumbing it down. So I um, didn't take that. He took it, he took it very well. It, but no, but, but seriously, he was he was very complimentary. Um, and I, I, I really appreciated it. I think it's exciting that we've now reached to the West Coast and to Hollywood. I don't know who you are. I'm glad that Harry has one friend, uh, one. one, just one. And uh, I, uh, I hope uh, we'll see you uh, next week. And I uh, want to thank you again. And uh, my good colleague, uh, my producer, uh, for joining us. And uh, Harry, any final well, thoughts? Thank you all and um, keep listening. And uh, we really appreciate the support and the positive feedback. So thank you. Take care, guys. We want to remind listeners that the choice of a lawyer and lobbyist is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. The information and discussions in this podcast do not constitute legal advice 
and listeners should consult legal counsel regarding their specific subject matter. Thank you for listening to Inside Law, a podcast produced by Polsonelli.